Vega Williams had died with sorrow in her heart and a hypodermic needle full of heroin in her veins. She lay in the shiny new coffin, framed by its black satin sides. A bed of white lilies peeked around her frail body, and bleeding hearts were woven into her gold and auburn curls. Death had stolen her mischievous smile from her rose-pink lips and shut her sparkling green eyes on the world. Her small hands were clasped, a single wilting bloom beneath laced fingers. What she once was would be no more. The songs that she had loved drifted through the heavy air, muted by somber intentions. Crooning voices sang of all the memories they had represented for her. She had loved and lived by the sound of another human being's sufferings and joy, set to the tempos that could move her body or move her to tears. In life, she had treasured the melodies as much as she had the memories they could produce. The congregation sat, watering eyes and reddened noses, crying for a loss they had yet to comprehend. Without the girl's light, their worlds would turn as dark as their morning clothes. Among the general population, packed into the uncomfortable pews, there were few who had ever truly known the beautiful soul that had once resided inside the fragile human frame. Lovers, friends, and those tied by blood had all been so blinded by selfish need that they had failed the wandering spirit. There was but one single heart in the room which felt the ache of her loss as it should have been felt. Zane Alistair had entered after the finely dressed parade of pretending grievers had all found their seats. He stood in the back, half concealed behind the arrays of flowers that added a sticky sweetness to the stale air. His glorious blue eyes brimmed with tears, and his full lips were turned down in a menacing scowl. The black t-shirt spreading tightly over his chest, ripped jeans that were more than fashionably distressed, and the well-used work boots on his feet were all clear statements of his outsider status among Oakdale's elitist upper class. His hate for the soul-sucking fools who had destroyed more than just one girl, one life, burned in the reflection of his watery eyes. The priest stood before them, his face a mixture of sorrow and appropriate bereavement. The light shadowing of emotion he wore was not as bone-deep as it should have been, He wore a mask of gentility to conceal his lack of concern so that the next family to lose a loved one would line his pockets with a hefty fee. His voice was too lively, nearly manic. Like a good televangelist, it was fierce, with a lift in tone to punctuate the importance of his words at the end of each sentence. Zane felt a dark cloud of rage building up inside of him. He knew Vega wouldn't have one at a church or a priest reading passages and saying prayers. She would have wanted a celebration of life, not a Bible study with her name thrown in for propriety's sake. He was also well aware that Vega should not be dead. The tragedies were stacked as high as the money the frauds at the funeral had in their banks. The procession began, and the time came for final goodbyes. One by one, the people made the long walk to where Vega lay like a sleeping beauty in her bed of eternity. Zane listened closely, both to the words the sheep whispered and to the thoughts within their black and suffocating little minds. 
The taste of their contemplations was that of a poisonous brew. He had only come to linger among the living dead, the society of counterfeit personalities, to seek out their inner workings and find those responsible for her death. A blood debt was owed, and it was his duty to ensure it was collected, pound by fleshy pound and drop by bloody drop. Zane's focus locked onto the woman approaching the casket, back straight, shoulders untouched by burden, the curve of her neck gently sloped upwards to meet her tightly bound curls.